Hello, 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 great people. I am Tamika Marable King. Thank you for tuning in to Tika Talks. Something big has got to be about to happen because I have got my handsome husband here yet again to chime in. Y'all know I love having him on. For the last couple of weeks, he has been down for whatever. And I had my brother-in-law on last week, so I hope you guys listened to the replay or went back, you know, whatever, whatever. Y'all know what I'm saying. So, um... Let me let my baby say hey. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> so today, uh, let me just start with this little thing. Y'all know how I do from time to time. So I know everybody or just about everybody has ridden a bike before. Have you ever ridden a bike and the wind is blowing in your face? So it's like the wind is resisting you, making it more difficult to ride in the direction that you're going. Okay, so... If you were to switch directions and the wind began to be blowing behind you instead of in front of you, that same wind that was just hindering you from going at the speed that you wanted to or making it more difficult is going to now help you. It's going to push you. You know what I'm saying? So some of us are struggling with the different heels of our life because we are going against the wind. And if we would simply change directions, then that same wind would begin to work for us and push us in a different way. So me and Philip were talking on the way here about bitterness. Um, gosh, I know that there are different things that we experience that lead to us feeling bitter. Oh. Uh, there are many things that I could say regarding bitterness, but I'm going to let Philip start and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep coming back and forth, you know, because I know he had some good stuff already. I didn't have a whole lot, but that's okay. I was um, uh, watching a sermon before we left home uh, and I want anybody or everybody in your spare time, if you hear me or if you're watching uh, Bishop Rudolph McKissick Jr., he did a sermon back in August. Um, the subject was the burden of bitterness. And, you know, everybody, you know, if you've ever struggled with anything, which most people have, uh, a great sermon, you know, for you to go back and, and to watch. And, and just listening, you know, to his sermon and, and, and some of the things that he highlighted. Yeah, he highlights um, everybody. I don't care how much God you have, how, how much Holy Ghost you have. You're going to go through a season of bitterness, you know, time again. And, you know, your your season of bitterness may be longer than others. It may be rougher than others. Uh, but, you know, my wife and I were talking about the management of the bitterness, you know, is a big deal or actually one of the main, you know, the main points in, in how we, we deal with the bitterness and, the management. How you? How, how do you manage your bitterness in order to to come out and still have the strength to go on? Uh, do you recognize it as bitterness? You know, cause some people would be in denial about the way they feel, or what is the root of some of the behaviors that you currently have? You know, is there some bitterness deeply rooted within you that caused you to act a certain way? around people or everywhere you go because it's just going to affect everything in your life it does and and um 
Bishop McKissick, um, he was coming, I think, from Ruth, and he was telling the story out of the book of Ruth about Naomi, and Naomi had lost her husband and two sons, and, you know, th that right there alone is enough to, to call, I mean, she was actually, you know, mad at God. She blamed God. You know, she said that God did that to her. You know, she lost her husband, her two sons, and that that's a reason to be bitter. I mean, bitterness a lot of times comes from things that we have no control over but mm -hmm. and uh, that no one is, is exempt from. I don't care how much money you have. Uh, I don't care how popular you are. Right. Sickness, you know, can, can bring about bitterness. Uh, divorce can bring about bitterness. Death, you know, a family member, a loved one could bring about bitterness. And just knowing, you know, that even in the midst of not knowing why, you know, Lord, why am I going through this? Lord, why did you put this bitterness on me or, you know, this situation that caused me to be so bitter? Why me, Lord? Mm -hmm. Knowing that and still being able to trust God and continue is, is the difficult thing. But, you know, how do you manage it? I mean, what do they do, you know, to, to help manage this bitterness and, and still be able to look to God and, and still follow God after he's taken that son from you, that husband from you? I mean, what do people do? One of the biggest challenges I think we face is learning to accept the things that God does allow, you know, and um, knowing that he understands and he's experienced all these different things that have now become our experiences and our struggles and our stresses, you know, that he knows what he's doing despite how horrible it is in the present moment. Um, for me, in the things that I've experienced, I had to learn that I was bitter. Uh, that's a difficult thing. When we evaluate ourselves and we're looking at the reflection of who we have become or who we are at the time, and it's an ugly reflection and we need to be checked and we need to release some things, I think that it's one of the most vulnerable and one of the most difficult positions to ever be in in life. And so if you could first admit that I am feeling bitter, that there is a sour taste in my mouth, so to speak, regarding my life, um, regarding the hardships, the divorce, uh, the molestation, the rape, uh, the betrayal by friends, um, being the black sheep of your family, whatever it may be that you have experienced that you don't understand. And like Philip said, that weren't even in your control in many cases, allowing yourself to relinquish all control and all feelings to God to let him guide you through the hurt and the, you know, the bad places, because that's what it took for me. Just being able to say, I cannot fix this. I cannot release this on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm struggling to even get up and do my everyday thing, care for my kids, go to work and smile and be, you know, like I'm supposed to do on my job. Everything became extremely hard because the sourness that I had in myself began to spill out into every environment that I was a part of. So, you know, you got to learn to release it. I agree. And, and uh, different ways to, re to release it, I guess. But, you know, the main most important way is talk to God, continue yeah. to pray. And, you know, I, you know, my main thing is time heals all wounds and we all get wounded sometime in life. And it's going to take some time, you know, like you said, a divorce, uh, 
You may get laid off from your job. You might be unemployed right now. Lord, how come I can't find a job? Nobody, I, I apply for jobs. I do everything I can. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, at the end of the week, I, I, you know, I ain't never got no money. I get paid, but it seems like I, I look on Monday or Tuesday and I look back, I don't know where my money gone or, you know, the, the sickness. The, well, you know, why is my child always acting up? So many different things. Right. You know, you know, can cause you to be bitter, and 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 I'm gonna especially be just when be, you're doing right. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, even right now, you know, there could be somebody listening right now that they get tired of hearing that. Oh, just tell God about it. Talk. Sometimes you're so bitter that that you don't want to hear. Take it to God, or you don't want to hear. Get right. down on your knees and pray because you've especially heard that. Especially if you feel like he he's not even responding. He's not answering me. He's not hearing me. You know, everything that I pray or that I say. You know, other people say, "Oh, if I pray, he answers me. He does this." Or I prayed about so and so, and something took place. And then you got people who feel like I've been prayed for a long period of time regarding something. And when is that thing going to turn? You know, I get it. And it's real, y'all. I mean, and we talk about these things because it's real. And, and uh, you know, you may not want to talk about it, but everybody experiences these things. You know, even the ones that look like they got everything, as my pastor could say, fried, died, and laid to the side. <laughs> you know, they, they, they go through these, these moments and situations of bitterness as well. And sometimes, you know, they're worse off than you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they may on the outside, but, you know, they, they're a mess on the inside. And, and and that's, you know, the part that is so easy for us to mask. And a lot of people love to mask this bitterness. Right. And they love to walk in the church all with their new dress on, their new suit on. They they, they all lovey-dovey and, and, and act like everything is, is, is just Perfect. a bed of roses. Mm-hmm. And in reality, you know, they're torn up on the inside. To shreds. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, it's just like that. So that don't think that you're the only one that's going through, and I say even because you you you're if the preacher say um uh, if you you want me to pray for your finances I want you to come to the altar. A lot of us gonna sit right there. Not me. I'm Be, the first to go. Because they 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 don't they gonna they ain't gonna want nobody to think I got money problems. Right. Or or any problems of any sort. Yeah. Uh, which it's where you need to go. You there should be no shame in what you are going to God regarding or if you're going up for altar call or any type of prayer period and even when you're praying to understand that you have the ability to pray yourself which is great don't get me wrong to have a team of people praying for you but sometimes it's just going to be you and God sometimes it's it's just going to be whatever you can pour out to him in the moment because he likes that intimacy and so you know that's where we have to get on our face in his face talking or in his at his feet talking and pouring out our hearts to him regarding whatever those things are that we've experienced it that, that we've caused or that have caused us to be in a difficult place you know and, and like i said don't get it twisted everybody has some form of brokenness mm-hmm. whether you know it or not everybody is going through some sort of brokenness it, it, you know point, whether yes. you admit it or not your brokenness might be in in your relationship and you know the Ability to establish and and keep a relationship, you know. You know you got your uh, a mother who, who who doesn't have a relationship with with her son, mm-hmm. or a, a father who doesn't have a relationship with his daughter, or uh, just a a person that that can't find a friend, can't keep a friend. We, we're all we all have some broken state in our lives somewhere. Mm-hmm. You, you might have all all the things fig- figured out financially. You you might you know pay every bill on time. You. 
you might go to church every Sunday and do all this, but there's some area, you know, where they're broken. Trust me, it, everything is not, ain't nobody perfect is what I'll say. The only man right. walked this earth that was perfect was Jesus, and there's no one like him. You know, we can try every day, do, do all. Uh, That's the uh, goal, strive, all, and, yeah. And, and the one who stood up in the pulpit and preached to each and every one of y'all this morning, they ain't perfect. And that they go through so much themselves. You might not see it because one of the reasons is because all y'all bringing all your problems in him. When you know that they got problems just like you. That right. you know, the, these preachers and bishops and, and and evangelists, everybody, you know, they human too. And it's not saying that you can't, but I mean, you got a congregation weighing you down with all their problems and and, and you torn up on the inside yourself. Who the preacher gonna go to? Oh, he got to go to God, the, the the same God that you can talk to, but you choose to go to them. I mean, it, it's it's a lot, but right, it is. Um, acceptance. You know what I'm saying? Just feeling, knowing God, this is what I'm going through. This is what it is. This is what I need from you, and I'm willing to come to you, and I'm also willing to allow you to begin to work in me and to let go of the things that are hindering me, hurting me, and causing this resistance in my life. So, you know, that, that's what we got to work on. Michael's back, so I guess my time is winding on down, um, rightfully so. This week, I do want to shout out my grandmother. Her name is Jenny Pridgen. I call her Jenny Craig. Y'all don't, don't y'all call her that because that's not her real name, okay? It's an inside joke between me and her. She is turning 77 today, or she did turn 77, and I am so grateful for her life. I absolutely love that woman. If you know me, you know that. So I want you guys to do what you do best this week. That is being you. Happy birthday, Grandma Pete. That's her other name. Y'all can call her Grandma Pete if y'all see her. Well, you tell Grandma, tell Grandma Pete we're fit to do something special for her on your show today. Well, thank you. Check this out. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy wow. birthday, may God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Well, didn't Clifton Rainer put one more?